This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world. 95 FM, Pulse95Radio.com. Even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube, it's going to be a great show today. We've got this flavor of London. You know how I get about with London. When London's in the building, I'm really happy, especially when they got great, great roots, great educational background, a lot of info, a lot of musts, a lot of myths in the world of fitness with Tarek Shahaber, aka T. Shubs is in the building. Make sure you tune in on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! That's right. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble with the one and only T-Shubs in the building. We'll talk about his football team later because football has been taking a lot of uh, space on this show. Whether it's male or female, they normally come with some opinions. And I'm sure this guy will talk about it a bit later. But Tarek, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Omar. Um, I greatly appreciate for you inviting me on. And I can't wait to... Uh chat with you yeah, next it's, hour. It's been a long time coming. It has indeed. I've known Omar for all the uh, followers for how long now? 15 years or so? A long time. Very time long flies. Time. Before I moved out here. Yeah, so we, we have known each other from London mm-hmm. through mutual friends. Like, we've never actually had a chance to actually sit down properly and talk training, nutrition, football teams. I'm not sure, too sure about Omar's football team, but we'll get to that <laughs> later on. Tell me, Tarek, there's a lot that's happened in the last 15 years. I've seen you do some great things in the fitness industry. I've seen you also stay true to your roots and what you believe in and your philosophy. When it comes down to it, you see a lot of a lot of opinions in uh, when it comes down to the performance aspect of training. You yourself have put yourself through vigorous training, vigorous studies, education, everything. Tell me more about the myths that you keep seeing in training and performance. So when it comes to training performance, mm-hmm. there's myths flying around left, right and center. So when I first started training, I've probably tried every diet, every training plan under the sun. You name it, I've done it. Um, I've gone through some not so great moments in terms of what I've done, um, finding out the hard way. Um, I think it's a lot of trial and error. So over the past 10 years, I've found what's kind of work towards me, work towards my clients. Um, a lot of the myths you probably hear is like, don't have carbs after 6 p.m. Um, you can't eat this kind of food. You can't eat that food because it's bad for you. You can only eat there's different myths so like say 20 years ago people were like don't eat fat because it's gonna raise your cholesterol and it's bad for your heart then it went to the whole don't eat carbohydrates and it's like okay you can only eat a certain amount of calories at a certain point of time in your life um, there's way some there's way too many myths um, I think people try and look for something that 
seems exciting, seems like, oh my God, that seems like, wow, I need to do this. Mm. Um, like somebody said to you, I want to lose 20 kilos in six weeks and they give you a program. You just, your eyes light up and you're like, and someone is desperate to do it. They'll be like, oh, okay, I really want to get, get involved in this. But however, um, something I want to kind of talk a little bit more about is like kind of the why of people do stuff, even in performance, training, yeah. um, nutrition. People don't really have a strong enough why before they get involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, like you see from your football background, people want to jump into football from early, an early age because they feel like they have to or they like football but they don't really have a, a strong passion for it. Mm. Um, same thing with training, same thing with nutrition. People feel like they have to lose weight or they have to go to the gym or they have to exercise. Mm. But that kind of that kind of goes hand in hand with motivation. So motivation is, you'll get motivation with anything you do. You'll have motivation the first couple of weeks. That doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a strong enough why behind something, your motivation will... There's going to be periods, like I've gone through myself, there's periods where you may go out with friends, there's going to be different things involved. Um, it, it goes. So if your why is not really, really bulletproof mm -hmm. from day one, you're going to find it's going to be a lot harder to actually get into the whole thing. What kind of whys do you hear normally from your clients? And does that even divert you from taking them on or, yeah. for example, not taking them on? Yeah, that's a good one. So again, before I start with anyone, any anyone comes to me, even if I talk to someone with some of my friends, mm -hmm. they're like, I want to go to the gym. I want to go and try and get bigger glutes. I want to try and build more muscle. I want to lose fat. I date them. It doesn't really matter about the training and nutrition um, protocol itself. Mm -hmm. I ask them, first thing is why? Why are you doing it? What are your goals? What do they entail? Um, if your why is not strong enough, there's going to be a period of time. If you are, so why I usually do it, what my forte is, people will come to me for a period of time and say, I want to lose, and I want to look a certain way. I want to lose 10 kilograms, I want to lose 20 kilograms. There's going to be periods of that where they it does get harder. Mm -hmm. So their, if their why is not strong enough, they're going to find themselves, oh, you know what, I'm just going to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm going to go and I'm going out with my friends. Oh, there's a burger there. I'm just going to eat the burger. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to think of it as a long-term approach rather than short-term. So everything I do with someone, I always look and refer back to their why. So if their why is really strong, so some people would be like to me, I have a client in London right now, he said to me, he came to see me specifically because he was having heart problems. Um, the doctor said to him, if you don't lose weight, you may not last another year. Mm -hmm. So his why is really strong. He's like, I want to live. I want to yeah. be able to, to, to see my kids, to yeah. see my grandkids. I want to be able to last another 20 years. Um, then you get some people's whys. It more ties into a motivation. They're like, I just want to um, lose a couple of kilos. Mm -hmm. It gets to a certain point when they're like, nah, I just can't be bothered to do it. I'm, I'm just more chilled out about stuff. Let us know what your why is. We're going to be right back after the event and we'll ask you, why are you doing it? is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. T Shubbs is in the building. Tarek has joined us from uh, London, I would like to say, because he's one of us and we love that. And the fact that we've got some London vibes, you know it's going to be a good show. Um, before we wrapped up uh, the first segment. Oh my God. 
Ty, we were talking about the whys, and a lot of people have thrown in some questions for that. Now, you wanted to go in a bit more about that. Tell me more about people's whys when they approach you normally. So, a little bit more about why. So, when someone approaches me, I try and look at something more of a... You'll get people who want to lose a bit of weight before holiday, look great on the beach. They have these... Let's say it's like... In terms of aesthetics, they have these small goals that they want to look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So you want to think about your training nutrition is not just for 6, 12, 18 weeks. It's something you do, hopefully, for the rest of your life. So if your why is strong enough, so when you get into it and you build better habits over a period of time, that will be something that you can go back to. And you potentially may change the why you're doing something. At first, it may be, I want to lose 30 kilos to improve my health. I have some clients that come to me and say, I want to be able to run around after my kids. That doesn't mean it doesn't change, but if you start and you think about, okay, I'm doing this for this reason, there's going to be days where work is stressful. There's going to be things going on. You may not find yourself being able to go to the gym or exercising as much as you want. Those days will come. Motivation may feel a bit low, but if you can keep referring back to why am I actually doing this? Why have I started? Am I doing it to improve my health or am I doing it just so I can look good on a beach for a picture on Instagram? There's going to be different reasonings behind why people do stuff. So can you modify the why and can you take a little bit off the why? You could, you could potentially take something off it or you could potentially modify it as you go along. So I think most people will have... For their initial goal. So if there's someone's initial goal is I want to look, feel better, move better, perform better in the gym, and perform better in life, at work, be more productive, their why is going to be revolved around that probably in the first six months. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to someone about their like kind of goals, their whys, the, the reasoning why they come and see me. Mm-hmm. Um, for like a two-hour consultation when we first start, then I can kind of get a little bit more into their mindset where they are stress-wise, where they are nutritional-wise, nutritionally, where they are just in day-to-day life. Mm. Um, and it does, it will change. Your, your, the reasoning why you may go to the gym at first will definitely change over a period of time. When I first went to the gym, I just felt uncomfortable. I used to get bullied. I didn't feel great in my own skin. And over like, when I got to a certain point, maybe like three, four years later, then it started changing. And I was like, my why behind I go to the gym is, I know it makes me feel great. I want to feel strong. I want to be able to have performance-based goals. I want to deadlift 100 kilos. I want to deadlift 200 kilos. I want to be able to play football. I want to be able to do these things. So they, it will modify it as you go along. But I think most people go into the gym, nutrition, training, want to change their lifestyle but it's very short-lived they don't think about medium and long-term goals it's more about now 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 i want to do this i want this i want that and that will come into mindset like affirmations like yeah. just being positive in the way you think about situations and the words you use will be more longer lasting than just short-term motivational bursts of i want to look good like yeah. as i mentioned on the beach or something like that from the, from the nutritional aspect obviously you hear a lot of things and we spoke briefly about the myths in, in segment one but when it comes down to nutrition and you spend that time with yeah. your consultations for two hours how um, do you have a, a set plan for each person in terms of um, like a, a formula for them or a breakdown or how do you do things normally so for nutrition itself there's 
It's like anything. If you want to learn a language, there's things you have to do to actually be able to learn the language and be more fluent with it. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to actually setting up someone's diet plan, nutrition plan, there's a few things you have to take into consideration, like how much protein they're having, the calories. But I don't give two people the same thing. Everyone's going to be slightly different on where they are. There's going to be baselines you may need to hit. So for instance, someone who's 100 kilos may need to eat 200 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. um, however, if they come to me and they're eating maybe one meal of protein, I can't go from zero to 100 straight away. There has to be a process of building them up towards that. Yeah. Um, like there's basics you need to hear. Like I, I tell people to eat a certain amount of calories, look at their protein content, carbohydrate content will be based around how active they are and so forth so I'll kind of calculate stuff but it's always all these calculations are never 100% you have to like a chameleon you have to kind of maneuver yourself and maneuver the approach based around the person's needs and mm. how active they are and their wants and so forth and 99% and of the time if somebody comes and does a low carb diet or these kind of diets it's not going to last a long period of time because if you say to someone okay you can never have a piece of bread again in your life yeah they will look at you and pretty much switch off within the first week yeah that's what that goes back to the why and like being able to do it long term you want to have an approach it doesn't have to be like going extreme so i don't i'm not allowed to eat bread or pasta or that's kind of another myth that people think there's so many good foods and bad foods there's going to be foods which are nutritionally better like sweet potato over something like a box of cereal yeah but it doesn't mean you can never have anything you just have to be a bit smarter about it that's what my goal is with my clients is just to basically take out all the guesswork take out all the noise that you find online and just basically give them something that they can actually follow right it's like anything if i said to you Omar, today we're going to go and i want you to do the show in japanese mm -hmm. you'd look at me and be like yeah i don't think that's really possible <laughs> but that'd be interesting yeah so there's different there's, there's yeah. different ways i look about it but again i try and make it as simple for the person Great. I don't want to try and complicate things or but we're kind of like where you talk about nutritional stuff so looking at carbs and proteins and I think the thing that keeps flying around with people is like the second somebody wants to lose weight is I have to eat a salad I have to eat no carbs I yeah. have to suffer yeah. suffering is a big thing when it comes to dieting when it comes to changing their lifestyle mm. it may be a bit hard because you're changing habits but it doesn't have to be your suffering where you actually hate doing it it has to be something you enjoy long term as well really good really good I told you guys I told you the show was going to fly by we're going two segments in and guys if you do miss our shows you can catch us on Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Spotify and Rami for audio or even on YouTube live thanks to Super Mario and Gabby who put our shows up with these fantastic guests on coming up next we're talking mindset we're talking mental stress barriers so make sure you stay tuned on the only place to be at 3 the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 this is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. Thank you very much for tuning in from all around the world. We've got people tuned in from India, London, Egypt, Saudi, New York, Florin, New Jersey, Adil, Florida, Devo. I'm trying to remember all these names now. Maha, Egypt, Ala, Saudi, 
AJ London, I've got to give AJ a shout as well, he's always tuned in. Um, so thank you very much for connecting with me. We've got T-Shubs in the building. We were talking about the whys today. Really, really interesting. We could spend, I think, a whole show on the whys, but I think what we're going to do now is go into the mental aspect, which you know here on the Halftime Show and even in Reset, we like to discuss a lot in depth. With this, um, Tarek, we normally have people talking about stress. Now, one thing is is really important to point out to people that there's good stress and bad stress. How do you think mental stress has taken its toll following 2020 with COVID and, and all that? I think COVID is a uh, different kind of different completely different thing completely like it's no one thought it was going to happen mm. beginning of 2020 2019 myself I was like yeah 2020 is going to be the best year yeah this is going to happen I've got this and this and this that I want to achieve it got to what March and April and I was like okay I'm stuck at home now it's going to be a lot harder to do these things and I think people's mental stress or most people didn't train themselves to be mentally strong so you go to the gym you lift some weights you physically get stronger you physically get a bit bigger you may get a bit fitter but training your mind is a completely different thing completely I know myself I didn't train my mind for a long period of time I put it to the side I was like it's not important as long as I've got a six pack it's not important as long as I've got a nice pair of arms mm. it got to a certain point when things got harder stress from work stress from different parts of life got into the equation and I was like okay I don't really know how to deal with this you give me a dumbbell I'm great I mm. can best a good, pretty good technique if I say mm. so myself <laughs> when it comes to dealing with stress a lot of people either have things which they react to so some people may be emotional eaters some people may not deal with stress at all and just build it all in build it up build it up build up and they just literally combust and literally everything goes pretty badly anxiety occurs um, there's different ways you can deal with these things um, depending on what the situation is. but I think a lot of people found lockdown a lot harder than they thought it would be so how do you train the mind so things I've done personally, yeah. I'm really big into yoga, meditation. Uh, meditation I found was a massive thing for me. So I think in the last maybe five years, I try and meditate either 10 minutes a night or 10 minutes a morning, in, in the morning. Um, when I first started, I'm not gonna lie, I would try and put, I use an app. Mm. So I use an app, they say 10 minutes, close your eyes, start um, nasal breathing, breathing through your diaphragm, trying to relax your body so you have your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. One is to relax and one is to kind of get your body into a more uh, pushed up state. Yeah. So when you train, you want to be in a certain state and when you're relaxing you're in your day-to-day -day life, you want to be in a certain state. Um, with the meditation, it just allows your body to relax and to allow you to go to sleep a bit better. Um, and again, I don't want to go into the cycles of sleep, but if you are in a more relaxed sleep before, a relaxed state before you sleep, you, it's more likely for you to get deep sleep. So your REM sleep um, will be a lot better. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I would do it and it would be within two minutes, I would literally start snoring. I'd be completely knocked out, which defeats the purpose. So I found after maybe one, two, three weeks of doing that, I felt a lot more centered. So and then I switch it to the morning because whenever I do five minutes to myself, I can gather my thoughts. I can have positive affirmations of the day. And I'm like, rather than thinking negatively when I wake up, oh, I feel tired. I feel this like I am going to accomplish this today. I am going to accomplish this. I'm going to make sure even if it's big or small, I'm going to do 10 minutes of 
something for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do 10 minutes of reading. I'm going to do 10 minutes positive. That's going to help me achieve my goals. It yeah. could be gym related, life related. Um, I think the more I did that during lockdown, the, the better I felt. The better mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, okay, at first I was like, it's really, really hard. I started doing things like walking. I started doing things like the yoga, the um, even stuff like breathing. So like nasal breathing. Like most people I go to them with the gym. I'm like, okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna teach you how to breathe a bit more efficiently. They're like, I'm pretty sure I know how to breathe. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. I was like, yeah, you're breathing, but there's ways we can make breathing a lot better so you can actually allow yourself to relax. Mm. Um, the mental health aspect of it is, I think most people just neglect neglect that completely. They just like it's not why. Important. Why do they overlook it? Is that through how we've been brought up is that through the stigma that you know the media is currently trying to hide not recently but in the past why do, why does that happen I think there's a big a huge stigma especially around men um, and it's more like a macho bravado <laughs> from myself I would say it was more of a macho bravado I was like oh, I don't need to talk about my feelings it's fine I don't it's not important mm. um, there's lots of charities now like there's a charity I'm working with in the UK called Better. they look at mental health and suicide prevention um, they're trying to normalize normalize the conversation about mental health and say it's okay if you're stressed if you're anxious go and talk to a friend go and talk to a family member i feel a lot of people don't want to burden someone with their problems or if they've had a rough day they just want to hold hold it in bottle it up not talk about it it's the easy way to do things like in life most people want to take the easy approach if something is hard they want to depending on the person run away from it mm. they want to say you know what it'll get better it'll get better and eventually it does not get better mm. and then either it ends up being really bad you go and you have a bit of a nervous breakdown or you're stressed you don't enjoy life and things will feel a lot harder and then going back in the training nutrition once you're into that state you're going to find it a lot harder to actually revert back to your why and you're going to find it a lot harder to actually stick to a healthy eating plan training it can have an effect with performance mm. you may pick up more injuries once you're in a stress state uh, stress state a little bit of stress is good so you have a, st- a little bit of stress when you train you want that mm. if you're chronically stressed chronically feeling upset all the time it affects hormones potentially depending on how bad it is it will affect your sleep will affect how your energy is throughout the day and again that's something you want to try and stay as far well clear of as possible absolutely you mentioned something centered there and a lot of times people feel off balance or unstable when it comes down to that and that comes down to the mental state as well has have you seen in your experience obviously of handling and managing you know people's lives so to speak that the nutritional part can actually affect the brain which can affect the body is there a cycle in that yeah it's, 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 it's huge um, if you're let's take it in a, let's take an example so somebody's chronically under eating mm-hmm. you have certain hormones called leptin ghrelin which can affect hunger and satiety if you are chronically under eating and you're constantly hungry you're going to be very food focused you're not going to be able to potentially get to sleep because certain hormones go out of sync. Yeah. Um, you're going to find the next day, you're going to feel tired, lethargic, not really with it. You're going to find there's lots of studies done on sleep deprivation. So sleep deprivation um, for a number of peri- period of days can be the same as having um, feeling like you're groggy. Mm. So like it's like there's a study I was reading the other day. It says having two or three days of sleep deprivation is like you having 
two three days of alcohol intoxication so you're just not with it like your just body feels like it's not there you're not centered you're not you're not who you are yeah. you're not yourself so yeah. I deal with a lot of busy professionals and a lot of executive CEOs who basically have to be on their ball game 100% of the time so yeah. my job is basically saying okay let's do this 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 and then looking not just at life things that they do in the gym but apart from the day to day life okay if you're feeling stressed how about we go and do this or how about we try this yoga or even it could be something as simple as before you go to bed try and stop all electronics give yourself time to yourself if you are stressed I know a lot of busy professionals how much time it varies so mm. I tell most people if you are on your phones like all the time yeah. email emails again I'm guilty of this I'm constantly messaging clients replying to this replying to that email I give myself 30-40 minutes before bed nice. put my phone to the side I try and black out my room um, I completely stay away from things and I just give myself time to myself just to gather my thoughts gather my feelings if I am stressed I may the next day call up a friend go for a coffee and say can I talk to you about something mm. and we have a discussion but I think it's the stigma around it for most people not just men just women as well they don't want to burden people with their problems mm. they just say it's easy just to throw it under the carpet very very good I promised you it was going to be a good show couple of shout outs for everyone here and Dina's been throwing some fire as well Dina Dahman she's here yeah. she's like she's proud of you cousin um, shout out to Masoud, Nehmati Sharath uh, Terry Divya Almas Zara Pran of Isam, Sarah, Fatima, MJ, whew, Marium, sorry, I have to mention Marium, Marshalus, and everyone else who's tuned in. Guys, we're going to be right back after the break, but before we do that, make sure you get your questions in on my Instagram at Omar Duri, or even send them through. Text us on 4215, or do, and we'll be right back after this. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. On Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. If you're just joining us here and you're mad at yourself and kicking yourself for missing the show, the shows get converted to podcasts so you can catch us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and Angami. Just type in the Halftime Show, Pulse95 Radio and we are there. If you prefer a visual, I just banged my, my ring on the, <laughs> the table. If you prefer a visual, you can head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. We've got some great guests like Tarek Shahibar and obviously a couple more superstars internationally and locally who will jump on the show and talk about many different things from gut health to mental health. We try and cover more than just sports on the show and I'm so delighted that everyone who's tuned in on Instagram Live has added their flavor to the plate because like I said, this is the segment that comes in where your questions get answered by our guest or just me sometimes in this case we've got t-shops in the building t-shops you know for this man you're gonna get a round of applause i didn't give you a round of applause earlier all right let's go for these questions now Tarek. so we had a couple of questions i'm gonna scroll down through the instagram which i had earlier and terry asked a question where is it here god you guys have kept these comments coming in all right hold on where is it okay do you find that people are more successful when their why is personal and internal rather than an external aesthetic reason that's a that's a good one is that from terry that's from terry that's right very good question terry um i always find internally so if you have an internal why which is strong 
it's a lot better long term than just something external so again like I was I train celebrities I mm -hmm. train CEOs I just train normal average Jane and Joes yeah everyone's gonna have a different why so some are just more external like I need to look a certain way for a movie part I need to look a certain way for a TV show or I'm my band is going on stage in two months we need to look a certain way mm -hmm. I find it's a lot harder sometimes with those people those people's whys are very strong because they're getting on on a TV screen they're getting in this they're going to be on like the big screen in the cinema yeah so it's sometimes easier to work with people like that but I think always your why has to be kind of personal to you mm -hmm. I can't tell someone what their why is I can't say you need to lose weight you need to do this the people come to me and I always ask what is it that you want to do why are you starting this is there a reason for you doing this there has to be it has to be personal to you and for it to be personal to you is that's what you can keep referring referring back to mm -hmm. when you are two months in three months four five six months in because there's going to be like i said days where things are stressful work blah 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 if you know back if you go back to um that that initial why mm -hmm. it, it's a lot easier to go back to it and then keep pushing yourself forward and forward and making more strides and building better habits and so forth excellent wow dina dina by the way is an excellent agent as well <laughs> um Tarek, please can you address fitness and nutrition in relation to eating disorders in a nutshell Oof. <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna need another show for this one <laughs> yeah. um in a nutshell so yeah. uh, eating disorders is a completely different kettle of fish so it's when it comes to training nutrition for that there's going to need something very very personal so it's going to be looking at the individual uh, symptoms and looking at the individual reasoning behind it so again if somebody has maybe anorexia mm -hmm. um, potentially body dysmorphia um, you have to I think it, it, it requires not just one person like myself working with someone I will ne need to refer out to a maybe potentially a psychologist or someone who's a dietitian who literally just deals with eating disorders mm. um, and then work together with them in terms of their nutrition their training and then I would make all their um, nutrition and training cater towards that because I know a lot of people I've worked with people like that in the past um, who have been anorexic it requires a lot more thought like you can't just give them something I have to basically be with them every single step of the way ask them questions mm. um, and make it kind of tailored towards them I know that sounds kind of it's vague no, no. however there's a lot that goes into it well question question to you based on that question this yeah. is my question um, so you, you obviously you spend a lot of time trying to understand yeah. the whys of people and, and, and what their objective is when you say psychology or psychiatrist a client normally their fight or flight we mentioned this a bit yeah, earlier yeah. they kind of close up a little bit do you feel like sometimes if you know they're not going to go to those people that you feel you have to fulfill a certain role of a high responsibility I've been in that situation before like sometimes I can give people as much of my knowledge and as much as my time yeah. however I am not afraid to say to someone I think we may need to stop for a couple of months and you may need to go and see someone who you can actually talk to who's a professional in this or yeah. I can work with that person alongside training them um, to kind of get into their problems a little bit more because sometimes females may not be comfortable talking to me about certain things yeah. sometimes men might not sometimes they need something a bit more specific so I have no problem telling someone at this moment in time I think you should 
I say put your funds towards something more specific yeah. once you're over that barrier and once you've started like opening up and kind of understanding why you're doing these certain habits why potentially some people may get stressed and go and eat a tub of ice cream every mm-hmm. single night if somebody go and drinks a bottle of wine every single night there's always going to be a reasoning behind that it's yeah. not just me saying to you stop doing that yeah. it's very easy for me to tell someone don't eat that that's where psycho- psychology and human behavior comes into so I also look I want to I like looking at human behavior mm-hmm. so their body language the way they respond to stuff their questioning the way they answer their questions in the questionnaire I know it sounds very like out there but I look at all these little things and it paints a picture to me so if somebody comes into me shoulders slunched over they're looking down at the floor they're like sweating they don't look comfortable in a gym my approach is not going to be like I'm going to go and absolutely demolish them where they can't walk for four days mm-hmm. I may have to baby them and kind of be a bit easier for the first three weeks once they start losing weight once they start getting a bit more comfortable then I can then I can I can start saying okay now we're going to make it a little bit harder mm. now we're going to make it a little bit harder now we're going to make it a little bit harder in terms of what they do in terms of nutrition I might give them a bit more flexibility as we kind of progress at first it may be like okay these are your options you're going to have xyz as they build the knowledge and they build the foundations then we can start playing around with stuff especially like eating disorders um I would probably say I had something along those lines of body dysmorphia where I always thought I didn't look good. I was like, uh, I, I wouldn't eat certain foods because I thought it was going to make me look a certain way. I wouldn't go out with friends and have dinner because I was like, oh, I can't eat carbohydrates because, you know, it's going to take me further away from my goals. But it all stems down to having the knowledge in place. If somebody works with me, I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do, but I want you to learn along the way. I want you to ask me questions. I want you to be able to. Don't be afraid to ask me questions. The more the questions are the better so I'm like I don't want to burden you I'm like if you ask me a hundred questions I will answer you a hundred questions because yeah. I want you to get to a stage in six months time where people are going to actually say to me I don't want to work with you anymore or I don't need to work with you anymore because I'm self-sufficient great that's what I want I want people to be self-sufficient yeah. and to go out into the world like like my babies I want them to go out into the world and be able to do things for themselves and kind of understand you know what if I do eat an apple I'm not going to balloon if I have a piece of bread I'm not going to balloon and it's going to make take me away from my goals I think people are very scared about that from all the myths and fallacies they read on the social media and the media from so-called experts Mm -hmm. but I think people try and overcomplicate stuff when it doesn't have to be that way it's very simple but habits and human psychology is losing weight is easy Mm -hmm. it's an equation it's a maths equation it's what you do over a seven-day period what you do day to day is not as important however there's it comes into play some and somewhat but over you do over seven day period is more important it's the psychology of being able to say to yourself I'm going to follow this for seven days Mm. that's the hardest bit it's not about what you do because whatever you do in terms of if you're in a calorie deficit if you're eating less moving a bit more you lose weight the approach you take will either help you short term or long term Mm. it may either make your situation worse to your relationship with food worse hence why I was talking about the path of least resistance people want to do stuff which is easier just to get them to where they want to get to Mm. that's where short term if they have problems already um, like food eating disorders bad relationship with food it makes it worse Um, so I want to kind of I my approach with most people is like 
I want you to be able to get to your goal, but I want to do things for you to get to your goal that'll make it easier, more enjoyable. So you're not feeling like you get to the weekend or you get to a certain point and you're like, I'm just bored. I don't want to eat uh, chicken, rice and broccoli for the rest of my life. Mm. It doesn't have to be that way, but there, there are steps that have to go into place for you to get there. But I think most people, unfortunately, human, um, in this day and age, don't want to put in work mm -hmm. for something. They're mm -hmm. like, they want things to just fall in their lap. I'm Absolutely. like, you have to put in work. Yeah. No matter what it is, life, a job, if you want to get a promotion, you have to put in work towards it. If you want to get a six pack, if you want to get bigger, a bigger bomb, if you want to get faster on the field mm -hmm. as a full sportsman. It didn't happen to Cristiano Ronaldo. He didn't wake up one day and was like, I'm the best player in the world. Mm. Um, that's a contentious subject, Messi or Ronaldo, but we'll not go into that. <laughs> um, however, they trained yeah. more than anyone. Right. They were relentless. Man United, when they were the best team in the world, um, <laughs> you can't disagree with that, uh, Alex Ferguson. Um, all their players went above and beyond yeah. to get where they wanted to get to, especially with training nutrition. You have to put in the work mm -hmm. behind the scenes to get there. Absolutely. And it's not going to be the most exciting thing and it's not going to be intimate fasting or Cambridge diets or mm. keto, which could be another show by itself. Yeah. Um, you have to do these things to get there. Absolutely. Listen, T-Shubs, where can we follow you, man? So I'm on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, the Physique Institute. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I post all my stuff. You can ask me any questions you want. Um, I post, I'm doing a couple of lives. Um, I tend to like to get into the human psychology behind stuff, the training where I can talk a little bit more about ways to train, different ways to train based around your goals, the do, the, the things you probably should do, the probably things you probably shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, like I can go on and on and on about training nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, however, if you do have any specific questions, you can just drop me a line on the underscore physique underscore institute on Instagram. Absolutely, guys. And there you have it. We have reached full time on the Halftime Show. Um, T, thank you very much. My pleasure. For coming Omar. down on the show, man. It's been great having you. We didn't even get into the football side, which I'm sure we'll have on the way back to your place. We'll be talking about that in the car. But um, you remember, you catch every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, 3 to 4 on Pulse95 in the heart of Sharjah. Guys, I promise you it's going to be a great show. This week is going to be fantastic. Shout out to everyone who's here in the studio, Sama and Co. And thank you very much for everyone who tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Dury or on Pulse95 Radio YouTube. Um, we are reaching full time. T, thank you very much. Thank you, Omar. All the best, guys. And we are, remember you catch Saturday Vibe as well. Saturday 6 to 7 with Big Hass. I will see you on Monday. Peace. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.